enriching your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with your daily dose of Chicken Soup for the Soul inspiration to make you simply happy. It's Friend Friday, and it's Veterans Day. So I want you to meet Dean Miller, who runs a fly fishing program for our veterans. Dean, welcome to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast. Thank you, Amy. It's great to be here today. So Dean has written stories for us three times already. He appeared in our Parenthood book, our Spirit of America book, and in our Power of Gratitude book most recently. And he is a writer who writes poetry, creative nonfiction, haiku coloring books. He has his own publishing imprint, MDK Incorporated, and he published his first book of haiku through that imprint. And what we're going to talk about today is the fact that he co-founded and volunteers for the Platte Rivers chapter of Project Healing Waters, which is a fly fishing operation for veterans in Colorado and Wyoming. So, Dean, let's talk about fly fishing and how you help veterans. Fly fishing opened up my world through the Big Thompson River and Canyon in Colorado when I moved there in 1999. And I found myself regaining confidence and humility and grace and just enjoyed being in nature. And I came across a Project Healing Waters fly fishing organization show on TV and fly fishermen working with veterans in the same atmosphere that I was enjoying and and recovering a piece of my life and my writing life. And so I started to do a little bit of work uh, in the background to find out how you get started, what do you do, and um, decided that veterans were the way I wanted to go to help uh, pay back my gratitude to the river and to the veterans uh, for all the work that they've done and the sacrifices they've made. You were involved in U.S. history and may feel even closer to the veterans because you were an air traffic controller on 9-11, and we ran that story in the Spirit of America book, and you actually helped deliver the news to the pilots who were flying that day and then helped them find safe places to land as all of the air traffic was brought down to ground that day. Uh, Yes, I did. That was a day that uh, certainly changed my life, as it did uh, millions of people across the world. And it it brought home part of the uh, air traffic control piece of that as well, um, aside from the 9-11 event and and dealing with that tragedy, was there were several times in my career where I would be uh, controlling an airplane that had um, wounded soldiers and or... um, soldiers who had been killed in battle on board, and often we would see those in the remarks of the flight plan. And it was always very difficult, but uh, also quite an honor to be one of the last people to escort um, a fallen soldier home. And through both of those things, I I just felt that giving back to the veterans in any way I could would be uh, a great honor. And the fly fishing program with Project Healing Water Fly Fishing uh, is certainly one of those organizations that uh, is above and beyond all others that serves veterans who have served our country. There's a great quote from Washington Irving. He said, there is certainly something in angling that tends to produce a serenity of the mind. And I imagine the calm, the slow movements, the fact that you have to wait between bites, being out in nature has such a healing effect on the veterans. Uh, it really does. Um, and there's one other piece to that whole thing. There, there is certainly um, that it's standing at a, on a perfectly serene, calm lake or standing along an ever-changing river where it's always exactly how it needs to be at that time. 
And the sounds of nature are one of the big things that really brings a calming sense to the veterans. Uh, there's another piece of the puzzle that I discovered a little bit as we got into this program, as I got into this program. And that is that um, they say that a perfectly timed fly cast matches the beating of an at-rest heart. And I think that really ties uh, people who struggle with uh, PTSD and other issues, I think that ties them into themselves. And if they can settle themselves down through the sound of the water and the um, ability just to be in a place where everything is calm and they meet, they match that beating heart rhythm of their cast. And I think that's one of the big things that brings the soldiers back to a place where they can let things go, even if it's just for an afternoon and, and have a day to be free of the stresses they face every day when they get home. And they're in control, right? Nature yeah, is just yeah. ambling along next to them. They're in control. They control when the cast goes out. Um, so do you have any stories about particular veterans who have been helped by fly fishing? Yeah, there's there's a lot of them. Um, one of the things that's really amazing is it takes about 10 minutes on the water and the veterans start to talk, even if they're very quiet, even if they're uncertain about their skills. Once they get on the water, we may not even have cast put a cast on the put a fly in the water yet. We may have just started talking about how do we tie the flies on. It draws them in. And what you said earlier is exactly spot on about being control. When you're fly fishing, every decision you make is yours. It's when to cast, where to cast, what kind of fly to use. Um, all those things are in your control. But in the end, it's up to the fish to decide whether or not they want to participate. And, and that sense of control, I think, really grounds the veterans and it grounds us uh, as people in the world of fly fishing. There was a gentleman uh, on the very first trip that I hosted back in 2010 who was, was very – I actually we actually got him to uh, do a short interview – he was very quiet. He was very withdrawn, uh, but enjoyed his day on the river, caught a few fish, and, and you could see a slight change, but he was very, very, he was very tight inside. I met him two and a half years later, and he was actually running an event with over 100 fellow soldiers fishing, and he was gregarious. He was open, um, and it had actually, it, it visibly turned his life around, um, and here he was, a soldier trying to recover uh, in a new place, fishing with an unknown guide, someone he'd never met before. And two years later, he's running an organization, running an event for this same organization. That's probably the most dramatic uh, turnaround I've seen over a long term. Um, I've had several soldiers. There was a master sergeant on the second trip I did. Uh, we had an overnight trip, and on the first night we had a big dinner and, and had family and friends uh, volunteer and bring food and things. And at the end of the day, he shook my hand, and this is a man who'd been over in Iraq on two tours, and he told me, you saved my life today. He says, without fly fishing, I don't sleep, and I struggle every day to get through the day. And on that day, he said, you saved my life, and I will sleep well. And, and it's hard to return. It's, I don't know how to always reply to that uh, because it's such an honor to have someone who's done so much for our country turn around and thank me when, in fact, I'm just trying to thank them. So uh, every day, every trip we go on, uh, the, the change is amazing, and we know we're not changing everybody forever, but if we can give them – a brief break, a brief respite of the struggles they face day to day, then it's worth every uh, effort we put into it. Yeah, my daughter does um, equine therapy, and she works with some veterans with PTSD using the calm serenity of caring for horses. Yes. There's just something about bringing people out into nature and giving them this broader perspective and making them feel part of this broader world that's serene and beautiful. So, how big is the fly fishing organization that you're in? And then how big is this whole effort nationwide for helping veterans? 
Um, our organization now supports about 300 veterans. Uh, we have about 300 members uh, between northern Colorado and southern Wyoming. Um, we are one of about 170 now fly fishing, uh, Project Healing Water fly fishing organization uh, programs in the country. Uh, was started back in, I believe, 2007 by Ed Nicholson, a retired uh, Navy sergeant, and it has grown exponentially uh, since then. Uh, there are associate chapters in Canada and Germany and Australia as well. Um, so the healing power of water and the healing power of fly fishing has certainly been proved time and time again. Uh, our chapter continues to grow. We have incredible volunteer and financial support from the community around us. And uh, every day we, we tend to make a, well, we like to believe we make a difference uh, in their lives. We do fly fishing. We do fly tying as well. Um, and fly rod building and, and it's that same thing it's that being in control it's creating something that you are in charge of and that you're in touch of and the focus of that I think lets them release momentarily if, if so what what they're dealing with it's interesting because they're in control of casting the fly they're they're creating it they're casting it but then in a, in a good way they're also not in control because you just don't know what the fish are going to do and so that must be nice for them too they they learn what they can control and what they have to relax and give up control of. Yes, they do. And there was a, a trip a few years ago I was on with a, a gentleman who was on my very first trip, and we were reconnected. And uh, he had caught a very large 27-inch trout the day before, and his whole focus was to re-catch that trout. And we tried, and I knew it was going to be slim because there, there was just the chances of that are slim. So after lunch, we had not caught any fish in the morning. And after lunch, he was using a rod that he built. He put on a fly that he tied, and he caught a very nice trout, but was about two-thirds of the size. It was only about 20 inches long. And that fish that he caught with the fly he tied and the rod he built completely erased that big trout because this was an accomplishment between him and that fish that he created from day one. And that was one. Of, that was a huge moment with him. That was the end of his day for him because there was nothing that was going to top that moment because he did it all and then was managed to connect with that fish in, in that setting was uh, really, really neat. Well, I know that you have 300 members and you said there are 170 chapters nationwide um, and that would be 50,000 veterans. But I know your chapter is one of the very largest in the country, right? But still, there's got to be tens of thousands of veterans who are being helped through fly fishing. Yeah, there's, there's, um, I know there's other programs that use fly fishing that use rafting and those kind of things. We've had some of our members do the uh, equine therapy as well uh, with the horses. So, and I know a lot of our volunteers are, are veterans as well who have, who have managed to uh, escape the horrors of, of PTSD and traumatic brain injuries and stuff. And so they're giving back, but they have found uh, the same relief, the same happiness, the same uh, grace of nature in fly fishing as we introduce our veterans to. So uh, the support is, is, full, is completely uh, full fold and circles right back around from those who served and, and came back with, with a decent chance of recovery and, and those who are still struggling. So if somebody knows a veteran or if a veteran is listening, how do they get involved with fly fishing and find an organization in their area? Uh, Project Healing Waters, uh, the national organization is projecthealingwatersflyfishing.org. And on that page, they have a uh, contact us or connect with us. And there's a map with every chapter across the United States. Uh, we have, I think, four or five chapters in Colorado. There's two or three in Wyoming. Um, and they can simply hook up with one of the regional directors, uh, send them an email, uh, give them a phone call, call the national organization, and they will hook you up with your local chapter uh, and get you involved. And it's free for veterans, right? 
Yeah, everything that we provide is, is free to the veterans. Um, all the volunteers are, of course, graciously give their time free of charge. Uh, we do a lot of fundraising. We are not connected to any government organization. We don't, we don't depend on any government money. It's all uh, privately raised and privately funded. Um, ranches and, and guests and people who have access to fishing let us come fish for free or at a very reduced rate. So the, the veterans, when they build a rod, it's all provided for them. When they tie flies, all the materials are provided for them. So it, was, it is completely free. We, we logged over 16,000 miles in 2015 taking veterans fishing, and it didn't cost any of them a dime. So I know that it's cold in November in Colorado. Will you be fly fishing on Veterans Day, or what will you be doing? Uh, if the weather is decent enough, I'll be fly fishing on Veterans Day, certainly. I don't think we have any trips planned, but uh, there is open water. Uh, I fish year-round, and the Big Thompson Canyon is available year-round. Um, and I will always journey up uh, and take some time to, to re-energize myself uh, and, and be grateful for what the river brought to me uh, in my life. So there's a good chance I'll be up there on, on uh, Veterans Day fly fishing, certainly. Um, are you still an air traffic controller, or have you retired now? Uh, I have semi. I am retired from the air traffic control business. I aged out at age 56. I am now a staff member in the training department, so now I spend my time training new air traffic controllers for the FAA. I still work for the FAA. I do miss uh, talking to the talking to the pilots and moving the airplanes and keeping everybody safe. But uh, at age 56, you got to step down, and so I've done that. And now I work on the front end and train the new controllers coming in. Well, that's great. I hope you're going to write some more stories for Chicken Soup for the Soul because I love your work, and it sounds like you have more time now to write stories. We've got some great books coming up that you could contribute to. So yeah. I hope I, I will be hearing always, from yeah, you. Chicken Soup has been a, a real blessing to my writing life. Uh, I do have a story that's submitted on one of your uh, moments of kindness um, or moments of gratitude that just uh, deadline just passed, and I always keep my nose on the page to see what's coming up. I uh, I'm grateful for uh, Chicken Soup and uh, the acceptance of my stories and the, the chance to share my stories with your readers. Well, we're happy to have you as part of the family. Thank you so much for coming on today. And I'm just going to close out now um, and talk about the fact that we're going to be back on Monday on a completely different topic. We're going to talk about an offbeat way to give your kids more control. It was something that worked great for me, and it taught my kids a lot of responsibility. And if you'd like to learn more about gratitude and the book in which Dean's story appeared, Chicken Soup for the Soul, The Power of Gratitude, or if you'd like to see our book about fishing, Chicken Soup for the Fisherman's Soul, please go to our website, chickensoup.com. Thank you, Dean. Thank you, Amy. It's been an honor.